past episodes, I have alluded to my college years spent studying theology on the cold Canadian prairies at not one but two separate colleges, both set in the middle of nowhere in locations one can only assume that were chosen as much for their remoteness as anything else. I guess when there is literally nothing for miles, it's easier to contemplate ideas like eternity and harder to get into the kind of trouble that might imperil young and impressionable souls such as my own. Life at these schools was regulated by sets of rules that, looking back, seem draconian to me. Hair had to be a certain length. Dress codes were rigidly enforced. Earrings for men were forbidden, so of course I got three of them. We were forbidden from going to cinemas or, God forbid, drinking or dancing. Most of all, we had to think in certain ways. The church has long frowned darkly on deviance of thought, and though one hopes we are a long way from the days of burning heretics, there have always been repercussions for those who stray from dogma. It probably then comes as no surprise at all to know that my relationship with the leadership of these schools was not always an easy one. My life since then has been one of growing suspicion toward rules and of rebellion against anyone that tells me what to do. And though I don't go out of my way to drive on the wrong side of the road just to stick it to the man, I will wildly color outside the lines the moment I have a chance. I'm David Dusheman, and this is episode 22 of A Beautiful Anarchy, a conversation about the need for a little more defiance in our creative lives. Let's talk about it. If you listen carefully to daily conversations, you'll probably find that there are a lot of shoulds that get thrown around, a lot of obligations, a lot of expectations to act and be and think in certain ways. There are plenty of people that would like to pretend to have the last word, the ones with the word should way too frequently on their lips and aimed at others. Inexplicably, so many of them are most vocal in the arts and other areas of creativity. But part of being an adult is taking responsibility for our own choices, not abdicating those choices to others, though it's a hard switch, isn't it? I mean, we spend all those years as a kid being taught to obey. So when we become adults, we often just keep on acquiescing, trying not to rock the boat. I wonder whatever happened to that kid that used to put his hands on his hips and yell, you're not the boss of me. Of course, we were usually wrong at the time. We almost always said that to people that were, in fact, the boss of us, at least for a time. But now, when we're truly our own bosses, we have all but forgotten that defiance. And if you're thinking that, in fact, you do have a boss, I want to remind you that power is something you give to others. It's not something that is taken, and there is no one but you in charge of your own life. You are still the boss of you. Someone told me recently she was a coward, as though that were some inescapable state of being. We're all afraid of something, but fear is not what we are. Fear is only a voice. We can listen to it. We can learn from it. We can let it point us in the direction of important and really scary work. But we do not have to obey that voice. When did we all become so damn obedient? When did we start taking no for an answer? When we used to be so good at taking the cookie from the cookie jar and pressing the button we were told not to press just to see what happens. Someone used to insult us and we'd hurl back, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It was bullshit, of course. Words hurt more and the scars go deeper and they stay longer. 
but at least we were defiant. The art spirit is a lot of things, and one of them is defiant. That word has been rattling around in my brain a lot lately. It's been settling into some kind of hidden areas and giving me some new freedom and some new ways of looking at what I have long called this beautiful anarchy of art making and creativity. And it's not because there's value in rebellion for rebellion's sake, right? It's because there is danger in being obedient for the sake of obedience. Conformity pushes the human soul in the wrong direction. It only works, conformity, because it feels safe. Just keep your head down, blend in, and it will all be okay. But it never is. Not if the cost of being okay is the loss of a fuller expression of who we are. I'd rather be completely me than totally okay. Surely life isn't about keeping the peace and making sure the boat isn't being rocked and doing that for as long as we can until we just slide out of this life without making so much as a ripple. Innovation and creative thinking and the making of any new thing is a movement away from what is and what has been done, and it is going to encounter resistance. It must. In fact, if it doesn't encounter some resistance from some direction, it's a good sign it's not even worth the time to do it. It's going to draw out those that prefer the comfort of what is and has been over the uncertainty of the new and the different. And it had damn well better cause some ripples. We need more ripples and less status quo. We need people who are a little less careful with their words and a little more honest. We don't need more jerks. I'm not arguing that we set aside kindness or compassion. I'm arguing that it is a conspicuous lack of compassion to ask ourselves and others to be and do what is not in our hearts to be and do as far as our life and our art is concerned, or to spend their lives in service of something they don't have the freedom to question and towards which they haven't the chance to take a contrary position. A healthy spirit of defiance has always been part of making art. And though creative efforts have been used just as often to reinforce the status quo, we don't usually call that art. We call it propaganda. The Impressionists exhibited defiance in exploring the new techniques and forms that they did. They weren't exactly stuffing rags into bottles filled with gasoline and burning cars, but they were defiant. Picasso was defiant in painting Guernica. Frida Kahlo was defiant. And for so many of us, these examples feel a world away. So let me suggest another voice against which creatives need to be defiant, and that is our own inner critic. For some of us, that's not even a single voice as much as it is an entire choir. They, those voices inside you, they tell you you can't do it. They tell you you shouldn't do it. That no one wants what you make, so you might as well stop the making. They tell you you're getting worse, not better. And if it feels like I'm in your head, it's because I hear or have heard all of these voices as well. We all have. And you can either acquiesce or defiantly remind them, you're not the boss of me. Too many of us are living by rules, expectations, and obligations that we never signed off on. We just kind of eased into them. And when we woke to the reality of that, we were just told to keep our heads down, don't make a fuss, and don't rock the boat, and everything will be okay. Well, it is not okay. It is not all right that the things we need to say go unsaid. It's not all right that it is easier to sustain apathy than to care deeply. 
It's not all right that you have a unique way of seeing this world. And as far as we know, just one chance to explore that and hold the mirror up for the rest of us and your own choir of critics is telling you to hold your tongue? At the risk of sliding into a sermon, folks, you have one short, beautiful life, and it's already picking up speed as it heads for the finish line. And no matter how many days we're lucky enough to have, they won't be enough. And none of us knows how many we have until it's too late. There are no prizes handed out at the end for the most cooperative, the ones who risked so little that they got to the end completely unscathed, but also unknown to themselves and to others because they never took the chance. The only blue ribbon goes to the one who's lived fully and on their terms. Showing the world, even the ones we love the most, who we really are, is not only a profound act of vulnerability, but of defiance. It's an act of rebellion against the voices that say, you're not good enough, that the people you love can handle the lighter parts of you, but not the shadows. To forgive others and yourself and to move on are acts of defiance. And so is love. It's an act of all-out anarchy to live and love on your terms and to make whatever it is you make from that place of courage and transparency and to give the world not what it thinks it wants, but what it needs, and to take the chance that that gift might be received about as well as the socks your grandmother kept giving you every Christmas. In the world of creativity, there are no rules, but there are plenty of voices that are trying to clamor for our obedience all the same telling us to sit down and shut up, to play it safe, to just be normal for God's sakes. I think Bruce Coburn said it well when he sang, the trouble with normal is it only gets worse. And if that's where all this rule following is leading us, then friends, I aim to misbehave, and I hope you'll join me. Thanks so much for letting me keep you company for a few minutes today. If these short conversations are helpful to you, I would love to hear from you. You can drop me a note at talkback at abeautifulanarchy.com. I release new episodes of A Beautiful Anarchy three out of every four weeks, but if you still want your fix on that fourth week, I'd love to send you the latest issue of On The Make, which is my monthly chance to encourage you in your everyday creativity by email. Just go to abeautifulanarchy.com, hit the link in the bar at the top, or go to the bottom and tell me where to send it. I'll also send you a copy of my ebook, Escape Your Creative Rut, Five Ways to Get Your Groove Back. Thanks ever so much for being part of this with me. Until next time, go make something beautiful. 